song for tonight's message. Turn, if you would, to 1 John chapter 4. I know we were there this morning. 1 John chapter 4. This morning we looked at verse 19, but today, tonight we'll be looking at verse 10. But I want to read the context of it, so I'd like us to read 1 John 4, verse 7 to 11. And the name of the message is, Christ is our propitiation. Christ is our propitiation. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. My, what a, what a subject we have tonight. Christ is our propitiation. This morning we looked at the everlasting love of God to His people, and tonight we will see the outpouring of that love. The outpouring of that love in Christ, to God's people, is Christ is the propitiation for our sins. It's the outpouring, the manifestation of the love of God. Herein is love, not that we love God. Look at, that, look at verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Sins. May we ponder the wonderful words here. Herein is love. Here before us is love. Here before us is love that is not like human love. Here before us is divine, distinguishing, merciful love. Herein is love. Not earthly love, but divine Divine love. And we looked at this morning, right, that we love Him because He first loved us. And we looked at God's wondrous eternal love that God has for His people. And note the outflow in this verse. Here in His love, not that we love God, right, because we didn't. When we were born into this world, we came into this world dead in trespasses and sins. Scripture says we were at enmity with God, enemies in our minds with God. Now, he knew we were his sheep, but we were at, it. We were at, we were at enmity with him. And if, if, we, weren't, if we weren't in our, in, in our words, we were in our deeds, or in our mind, beloved. Oh my, we were dead in trespasses and sins. But what wondrous love God has for His people. It was divine love. Think of this, beloved. It was divine love that caused the mission of Christ. And it was a mission. He came, right, to save His people from their sins. He was on a mission, beloved. He was sent from God, Scripture says. 
He came willingly, voluntarily. Our great king leaves heaven. And he came to redeem his people from their sins. And it was divine love which caused that. Which, that was the cause for him coming here. It was God's plan and purpose for Christ to come and to redeem his people from their sins. And this was all purposed and planned in eternity. In eternity. He's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And we're chosen in him from before the foundation of the world. And it was God's plan and purpose that the word, the son, the second member of the Trinity, right? The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost, that the son would become flesh. And this was purposed and planned by God in eternity. And look who God sent in the text. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and what? And sent his son. God sent his son. He freely delivered and sent his son for the sins of his people. Jesus Christ is a propitiation appointed by God, by God the Father. He is sent by God the Father. God the Father sends the word to what? To be a propitiation according to this verse, to be a propitiation for my sins. And if you believe, for your sins. And not just for our sins, for sins all the elect of all the ages. A number that no man can number. What a Savior. What a Redeemer. And, and God, God delivered him up. And think of who came. God himself. God himself in human flesh. The sinless one. The perfect one. Fully God and fully man. He was fully man like us, but he was fully God. <laughs> he not like us in that sense, right? Because we're not, we're, no, we're, not, we're not divine. He's the only one who's divine. So he's like us, bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh, but he's God incarnate in the flesh. He's the creator. The creator. He entered into his creation. God himself in human form. God incarnate in the flesh. And he hangs upon Calvary's cross bleeding and dying because of our transgression. Marvel in this love, beloved. Marvel in the love that was manifest, manifested at Calvary's cross. The great reconciler, the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, dies in the, in the room and place of his people. Making atonement at one mint. Making atonement for the sins of his people. How? By the sacrifice of himself. In reconciling them to God, he is the great peacemaker, beloved. 
And now, we who believe have peace with God. Peace. And think of this. We're, we'll get into this later, but the very one we offended sent Christ. Mercy. Mercy, beloved. Mercy. One commentator said this, His sacrifice of himself was the atonement through which mercy is rendered possible in consistency with justice. Because justice is satisfied. It's satisfied through Christ. Now the Greek word for propitiation means this, in appeasing. In appeasing. Christ has appeased God's justice. Christ has appeased God's wrath. Christ has appeased God's law in the place of his people. It also means this, propitiating atonement in Strong's, the means of appeasing a propitiation. Again, do we not see the love of God manifested to his people in sending Christ, sending his own son, to be a propitiation for our sins. Our sins. The sins of his people. And let us consider that he was in his mediatorial office even while he was here, as he is right now interceding for us before the Father. Because he was sent here to be a propitiation for our sins, to reconcile us to God. To reconcile us to God. We couldn't reconcile ourselves, could we? There is no way. We can't reconcile ourselves. Christ has reconciled his people. And think again here. God, God is the person wronged. God is the person wronged. Our sins are all against him. It's his law we've broken. It's his justice we've offended and we've, we've broken. It's his will that we, we just, at, before we're saved, we don't even know about his will, do we? We think we're just, recklessly, we're just recklessly going along on our own way. It's his name we've dishonored. Yet, see his love to his people. See his love to his people in our text. He sends Jesus Christ our Lord, his son, to be a propitiation for our sins. For the sins, now think of this. He sends his son. And I talked to you about earlier this morning about, about, okay, think of the person you love the most. Would you send them to die for someone who's shaking their fist at you? Now see the love of God. It surpasses anything human. Anything. Anything. So we've, we've offended his law. We've offended his justice. And he sends Christ. He sends Christ, who is the only one who could make propitiation. The only one. And think of this. He sends Christ to be a propitiation for our sins, and it was him we sinned against. That's incredible. But this is the wonder of the gospel. That Christ dies for sinners, for his people. And we receive grace and mercy through Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Christ is the only one again who could make propitiation for us. The only one. The only one God would be satisfied with. The only one who could live a perfect life. The only one who could die before God's law. A perfect man. Sinless. Oh my. Hail sovereign love that first began the scheme to, to rescue fallen men. Hail matchless free eternal grace that gave my soul a hiding place. Christ is my hiding place. Is he yours? Rejoice, beloved of each. Rejoice. Our hiding place is the Lord Jesus Christ who died to be the propitiation for our sins. And note in our text, note in our text, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be what? The propitiation. It's singular. The propitiation for our sins. There can be no other but Christ, beloved. Because only Christ alone can satisfy the law of God. Only Christ alone can satisfy the justice of God. And only Christ alone is perfect and sinless. He is the Lamb of God. Behold, the Lamb of God. And it was for the sins of his people that Christ died as a propitiation. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah 27. Isaiah 27, verse 9. Do you know that our iniquity has been purged? Our sins, the believer's sins, have been purged? It's wonderful, beloved. Look what Isaiah 27, 9 says. By this, therefore, shall the iniquity of Jacob be what? Purged. Purged. And this is all the fruit to take away his sin. When he maketh all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten up in sunder, the groves and the image shall not stand up. And look at this. By this therefore shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged. And this is, the, this is all the fruit to take away his sin. Christ Jesus took away our sin, beloved. He took away the sin of his people. My. How again, how is the iniquity of, of Jacob purged? How is the iniquity of God purged? Only by Christ. Only by the sacrifice of Christ. Only by Christ who is our propitiation. Our great Redeemer came into this world, the scripture declares this, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall, I love that word, he shall save his people from their sins. And beloved, he did it. He did it came into this world to be a propitiation, to appease the wrath of God, to be a propitiation for our sins, for the sins of his people. To propitiate is to appease God's wrath and displeasure, which justly has a claim upon we sinners. God's wrath and justice justly has a claim upon sinners. Because we've all broken God's law and offended his justice. But Christ came to appease God's wrath and appease God's justice and to fulfill God's law for his people, beloved. 
And praise God, He loved His people from eternity and sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us, that, that, that He might work in us that which He pleases. That which He pleases. Born again by the Holy Spirit of God. Granted faith to believe. Repentance. My. It's incredible. And it's a work of God. And then, and then as we journey through this world, Fruit of the Spirit is worked in us, isn't it? And it's all God's work. We've seen that in Colossians. It's all God's work. It's all His doing. My. My, oh my. What a Savior. Christ is our propitiation. He has made full satisfaction to the justice of God for us. He hath purged our sins and appeased the wrath of God for our sins. How? By the sacrifice of himself. By the sacrifice of himself is our propitiation. And our text says that tonight. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. For our sins. He purged in our sins and appeased the wrath of God for our sins by the sacrifice of himself. He paid all that was demanded. Everything. What's the price of our ransom? Well, this is the greatest manifestation of love that has ever occurred in this world. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, gave himself for us. For us. His people, who are sinners by birth, nature, and choice. But what has the believer found? A ransom. I found a ransom. Actually, he found me. He found me. I wasn't looking for him. But now, I, can, I, I, have, I have him. By his grace. By his mercy. Oh, what a ransom we have, believer. beloved. You who love Christ, what a ransom we have. My. Oh, my. I found a ransom. Jesus Christ. He is our propitiation. And not only our propitiation, but he is our propitiator. He's not only our savior, but he is our salvation. He's not only our redeemer, he's also our ransom. He's our ransom. First Timothy 2.6 says this, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. He gave himself for all his people. Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Scripture proclaims in Romans chapter 3, verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now, John Gill made an excellent comment on this. I'd like to read it. He said this, on Christ being our propitiation. Christ is the propitiation for sin, which must be understood of his making satisfaction to divine justice for the sins of his people. He goes on to say, these were imputed to him. 
our sins were imputed to him. And being found on him, the law and justice of God made demands on him for them, which he answered to satisfaction by his obedience and sacrifice, in which, as it could not be done by any other, nor in any other way, this is expressed by reconciliation and atonement. My goodness, our sins were imputed to him, and he bore them before God's law and before God's justice. He is the perfect, spotless propitiation. My goodness. The beast that, that made atonement, that was to be sacrificed, must be spotless, right? It must have no defect. It must be without excess, and it must be without blemish. Leviticus says this, 22, verse 20, But whatsoever hath a blemish, that shall ye not offer, for it shall not be acceptable for you. For you. Now ponder this. Ponder this, beloved of God. What a picture of Christ this is. He was conceived, born, lived, and died without sin. He was born, lived, died without sin. 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20 says this, and turn, with you, turn, if you would, to Hebrews 9. I'm going to read 1 Peter 1.19, and then I want us to look at a portion in Hebrews 9. This is just spectacular. When I saw this, I, my heart just leapt. 1 Peter 1.19 and 20 says this, But with the precious blood of Christ, being were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Now, Matthew Henry's father was the one who said, Christ is conceived, born, lived, and died without sin. I love that. That tells us that our, our Savior was absolutely perfect, spotless, sinless. Our sins were imputed to him. But he's the spotless Lamb of God, beloved. Now, look at this. Look at this marvelous scripture over in Hebrews 9. And I hope that we see something in this text that will just thrill, our, thrill our, our souls. Look at this in Hebrews 9, verse 11 to 15. But we're going to pause in verse 14. But Christ came, Christ, be, Christ being come, and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. Now we believe that Christ was made sin, but we believe it's by imputation, don't we? That our sins were imputed to Christ. And he was the sinless sacrifice. Look at this next verse, beloved. Look at this. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. When did Christ offer himself without spot to God? On Calvary's cross. Without spot. He's perfect. Without spot, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Ah. 
And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression that were under the First Testament, they which are, which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. He was conceived, born, lived, and died without sin. What a Savior. What a Redeemer. And let us ponder this wonderful truth, beloved. May it make our hearts sing in praise to our great God. There was a law broken, God's law, and there was a justice provoked, God's justice, which both had to be satisfied, and Christ by his sacrifice has satisfied both. Has satisfied both. So that neither, now think of this, so that neither the wrath of God or any of its effects can fall upon those for whom Christ died. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? My goodness, beloved. Because everything that we deserve was poured out on our Savior. Poured out on Him. This is good news for sinners. This is wonderful news for sinners. Christ is the propitiation for the law and justice of God fully for His people. And the law is fulfilled and the justice satisfied by the sacrifice of Christ. Leviticus 17.11, Scripture declares this, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And Christ sacrificed and shed his precious blood for our sins. Beloved, to make an atonement for our sins. Oh, this is good news for sinners. Christ is the atonement for his people. He's our mercy seat, beloved. And he not only lived as our substitute, but he suffered and died as our substitute. And he's not only the priest. Now think of this. He's not only the priest, but he's the sacrifice himself. What a Savior. Now there were different types of sacrifices that were offered in the Old Testament to God. Some sacrifices were merely to honor God. Those were called burnt offerings because the whole beast was burnt. Other sacrifices were, were when something was wanting to obtain it. Uh, these were peace offerings, peace including every good thing. Others were, others were uh, mercy. Or when some mercy had been obtained, they, they were offered to give thanks. They were offered to give thanks. That's called a thank offering. Others were to make atonement for sin, called sin offerings and trespass offerings. A bullock or a sheep or a goat or the like dully offered was to make was a means to make reconciliation for the sin of the of the offerer. Now we know we know that divine justice could not be satisfied by those sacrifices. But one commentator said the divine will and pleasure was thereby performed. And he continued with this it sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, that is, it continued to the offerer his right entitled to the privilege privileges of the earthly Canaan, which by his sin he had forfeited. He had forfeited. Now our sin offering and our trespass offering, our sacrifice is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that all those sacrifices, all those offerings, they pointed right to Christ. They pointed right to Christ. Right to him. Right to him. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that she may be a new lump, 
as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, my beloved. Turn, if you would, to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. Salvation and grace flow to the believer in and through Jesus Christ and him alone, who is our propitiation. Galatians chapter 2. And then we'll just turn over one chapter to Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 2. Salvation and grace flows to the believer in and through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is our propitiation. Galatians 2, verse 19 to 21. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and what? Gave himself for me. He is our propitiation, beloved. God sent him to be our propitiation. He gave himself, Paul's writing this, a believer, he's saying he gave himself for me. And every believer can say this, can't we? He gave himself for me. For me. See, he's a whole savior to every believer, isn't he? Like we looked at last week. He's a full savior <laughs> to every individual. Saint of God says he gave himself for me. For me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then what? So if righteousness comes by, by your doing, look at this, then Christ is dead in vain. Oh, we're free from the law, beloved. Free from its condemnation because Christ fulfilled it for us in our place. And then turn over, if you would, one chapter. What a redeemer we have, beloved. What a redeemer we have. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Look at this. Look at the, look at the certainty of this. Christ hath, hath. Note these little hinge words. I love them. Little hinge words. Galatians 3, 13. Christ hath redeemed us. From what? From the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive what? The promise of the Spirit through faith. But Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's redeemed us. How? By being our propitiation. <laughs> My. Christ is himself called the propitiation. Look at our text. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Oh, how infinite is the merit of his work. How infinite is the merit of his work, beloved. Jesus Christ is our slain propitiation because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And it must be lifeblood, beloved. In the Old Testament, the beast must die. Or else it could not be a propitiatory sacrifice. Christ died a propitiation for the sins of his people. Shedding his blood. And he is a complete propitiation. He's a complete propitiation. 
Three things were required. To complete a propitiation, three things were required. Three things. A priest, an altar, and an offering. And Christ is all three things to us. All three things. He's our priest. He's our altar. And he offered himself up. An offering for our sins. And if either of these, if any of those three things were wanting, then there was no atonement. But Christ is all three for his people. The Lord Jesus Christ is for the believer our glorious, complete, and all-sufficient Savior. He is our propitiation. And may he daily be the delight of we who love him. May we ponder this week. May we ponder this week that he is our mercy seat. He is our propitiation. He is our high priest. He is our altar He is our sacrifice, and He is the sacrificer. He's all in all. He's all in all. And and I need no more in time, and I'll need no more in eternity. Heavenly Father, we come before you again, marveling at the Scripture which declares that Christ Jesus our Lord is our propitiation. Oh, how He appeased your wrath, your your broken law, and your justice which had been offended. Oh, how he pleased it and appeased it, satisfying, satisfying it in our place, in the place of your people. And it was thee who we sinned against, O Lord. It was you who we sinned against, Father. And what mercy and love you manifested towards your people in sending your Son to be the propitiation for our sins. May we think upon these wonderful truths this week and may it fill our hearts with joy and with love. Oh, Lord, that your distinguishing love, your distinguishing grace has been set and bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.